What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Trinos Talk. As always, I'm Jeff. Hunter's over there, and Chip is down here. Hunter, Chip, how's y'all's week been going? Yeah, you know, everything has been good. Um, you know, it was a good weekend to an extent, but we'll talk more about that later. But um, yeah. it wasn't a bad week at all. So how y'all been? A pretty good week. You, Chip? Uh, pretty good weekend. Went out to uh, hang out fest and just relaxed. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, I mean, we're going to dive right into what we don't want to talk about. I mean, for the past 11 months, guys, I mean, Florida State softball, we all three know, you know, they've been kind of on a journey to return back to Oklahoma City. I mean, that was the goal the mindset, the expectation, and despite, you know, a historic regular season, thrilling ACC championship game, you know, two run rule wins to start the NCAA uh, tournament, you know, the Seminoles' dream to return kind of turned into a nightmare, and uh, it died in a stunning fashion, you know, at Joanne Graff Sunday, you know, in a span of really five hours, you know, everything they had worked for was over. It was, you know, it's what makes the postseason postseason. You know, you always have that underdog team, but really it's just heartbreaking for, I mean, Hunter, Chip, all the fans. You know, the team had, you know, they made a bit of a, they kind of made, you know, winning close games look so easy, you know, and down to the last pitch, always got that, you know, clutch hit and, you know, big plays when it matters, you know, and really – I'm just going to say this, you know, before we, you know, I've heard people say, you know, Florida State sore losers about it. But to me, it's not, you know, and I know, Chip, I know you probably ain't talking to Mac. And Hunter, I know you haven't, and I, I haven't. But David Plack put a tweet out, and it, it kind of sums it up. You know, the reason it hurts us so bad is because we care so much about this team and about this university. So, I mean – Hunter, I mean, what was your thoughts on the weekend? Well, you know, there, there's a whole lot of things I could say about it. Um, 
I made no notes about it, so everything I'm saying is coming straight from me. You know, Friday and Saturday was great. It was it was classic Florida State softball. As you know, we did what we needed to do, and then we went into Sunday, and I was like, all right, we need one, just just one, and we'll host supers. And the more that game one progressed, I said something's not right. You know, th- there's something off today. And that's when I became worried. You know, we, we lost the first game, I believe it was five to nothing. And I was like, well, you know, learn from it, grow from it, go win game two. But that didn't happen either. You know, we, we got ahead early and I was like, okay, you know, we're, we're, we're back to playing Florida State ball. Um, so we, we should be good to, to take care of business and grow from the whole, you know, series. But then the innings got longer and longer and longer and I'm not blaming the blue there. I'm not blaming the players, but it's just a couple calls here or there, you know, tie goes to the runner. Did she leave early? You know, strike zone, things like that. It just, it it wasn't our day Sunday. You know, everyone, everyone has the bad day. And unfortunately, you know, ours came at the worst time, you know, possible. Uh, I hated it for the seniors, especially because, you know, that, that was the last crack, you know, and Kerr came up to bat for the last, you know, basically out. And I said to myself, I said, wow, you know, Danielle, she threw her last pitch. You know, Sydney swung the bat for the last time at Florida State. And I took one look at the dugout, and, I, you know, I, I left. And that was a very solemn card ride home. And it wasn't so much because – you know, I was upset with the outcome. You know, congratulations to Mississippi State. Hope they do great in the Supers. But it was just, you know, the hurt for the players. Like you said, it kind of tugs at your heartstrings a little bit. I and mean, I invested a lot of time and energy, and in, you know, into going to the games and researching the games and researching the program and learning the players and learning their stats and learning everything. But Florida State softball's not out. I mean, yeah, we're out this season, but we're not out completely. You know, next year uh, we're going to come out hungrier. You know, we still got Kat. Um, there's another pitcher come in. You know, she set out this year. Her name's Debo. You'll be seeing a lot of her. She's going to take Watson's place. And I, I think that the cupboard is still very full for a, a great run next year. And like I said, you know, we're going to be hungrier. Me and you spoke off camera about it, Jeff. And there, there's a lot of things that could be said about, well, if this would have happened or that would have happened. But at the end of the day, we're done, you know. But – as a fan, you look at the positives from it. You look at the season we had. You know, we beat a, a very good Clemson team three times at home and again in the, you know, in the ACC tournament. It's hard to beat a team twice, let alone four times in a row. We beat Oklahoma State. We beat Alabama. We beat Florida. The list just goes on and on and on. So just because the, the postseason isn't going on, like you said, we had an amazing regular season. And it, it's nothing to hang your hats up on. It just makes you more excited for next season. And you know, thinking about the possibilities of what we can do as a team. Because you know Lonnie will have him right next year. Um, and then you couple that with kind of what we talked about, too. This gives us a little bit of extra time to go after some players in the transfer portal. Because, you know, Alabama, they've had two girls that are in the portal. Oklahoma has one. So as, as bad as it sounds and as bad as it sucks that we're out, it's more of an opportunity for us to move forward as a team and regroup and, you know, there's a couple cans that are missing from the cupboard, fill them back up. So that, that's my thoughts on it. How about you, Chip? It's just, it's, it's, it's a tragic, 
tragic thing for like I feel for I feel for the girls. I you know it's as a college athlete, you're you're never ready to ever say goodbye. And to the seniors, hey, you had one hell of a ride, and uh, you have nothing to hang your head about. Uh, but like you were saying earlier, um, you didn't want to blame it on blue. Uh, you you just you never want to keep it close enough where the game is kind of taken out of your control and uh, hey hell of a season hats off to you girls it's you know you did that university proud Yeah, I mean that's that's true. I mean, and, and really, I mean, look at the the accomplishment. I mean, forty nine and five on the season, regular season. I mean, that is the highest winning percentage in a regular in school history for us. Um, you look at all the all the games that come from behind the, I mean, edge of the seeds. I mean, I'm I tell you, you know, and and Hunter, we've heard it, you know from members of the group, you know, because of us covering some of these t- sports, you know, it's opened the eyes of some of the members, you know, really diving into it, you know. And I think, you know, it made me more of a fan, you know. Yeah, I remember when they won it a few years ago, and I was like, yeah, we won it. But now it's made me that much more of a fan to dive into it. Um, but really, you know, I hate to – say we shot ourselves in the foot you know yeah we come out flat in the first game we come out hot really in my eyes kind of hot really would be the second but you know you got the flarity running off the base you know a millisecond early really to me wasn't that much of a you know shouldn't have been called in my eyes but you know you know and then you got you know um who was it mac leonard the the mm-hmm. tie goes to the runner it does. The tie goes to the runner. But, and for me as an official, if I was official on that field and they reversed my call, I would be the maddest son of a gun ever because I'm out there in the heat working and they should take, you know, my call into consideration more than what they think. But really, you leave nine ducks on the pond. I mean, that's nine base runners that could have scored, should have scored. Um, yeah. Like Chip said, you know, we we let them we let them stay in it and then it ultimately bit us in the in the rear end, really. But um, it's over like you said, Chip or uh, Hunter. You know maybe it's a blessing in disguise. You know instead of focusing on sub or supers, and then the, the actual Oklahoma City now Lonnie and the crew can they can get out there and recruit these transfer portal players. And really, who what other program would you want to go to besides maybe Oklahoma if you're the girl from the you know the girl from Alabama. Or um, wasn't there a girl from Oklahoma too? Yeah, there's one from Oklahoma and there's two from Alabama. So far, I mean that, yeah, that's the I mean, big name. Was, that's the big name was, players who have came out. You know, yeah. I mean, if you was them three players, where would you want to go? Where else would you want to go besides Florida State? I mean, the culture that's built here and all that. But guys, you know, kind of leading into something. There was something I I done. You know, and I didn't tell y'all about it because. And that's um, normally we have it on the show, but 
we're going to have an impact player. I didn't tell y'all who. Normally, we'd pick our own and all that. But this player's accolades includes being a three-time ACC Defensive Player of the Year, a four-time All-ACC first-teamer, ranking a, a, in the top ten in most of the major stat categories in program history. She also played a major role in bringing the Seminoles their first national title as a true freshman in 2018. Can I guess who and it is? Really, Sydney Sherrill. Go ahead. Oh, you didn't take it from me. You didn't take it from me. Yeah. Well, she, well, she leaves Florida State program with a compelling legacy. I mean, at third base, you know, she set the tone for the defense really, and uh, the defense, you know, finished the season with the best fielding percentage under Lonnie, and that was, I think, point. 982 and ranked second nationally, you know, just behind Boise State. But um you look at I mean she she really if memory serves me right, she didn't want to play third base. Nope, she was you second know, base I mean, until she was, she, Yeah. And she was second base until Jesse Warren, you know, she graduated after the 2018 season and they they kind of said, "Hey, you know, we want you to play third base." And I think it was the best thing that uh that happened to her in her college career at Florida State. Yep. Yeah, and another thing about that one is, you know, I mean, Chip, you mean you're, we've all been athletes. We've all been that player, you know, that, you know, and I don't think there was a selfish bone in any of our in any of our bodies playing, you know. But I mean, Chip, I mean, you, Hunter, even even when we used to work together, we wanted to leave it better than we found it. Right. I mean, you know, and really, you got to look at her legacy. She was really, you know, she she was, I mean, you look at um, who's third at Warren. Those are some big shoes to fill mm-hmm. going to third base, you know. But Warren and was it uh, Callie, uh, was it Herod? Um, mm-hmm. They kind of molded uh sydney into what she is now and sydney is you know they pushed her hard and all that and trained her and helped her you know make that transition and that kind of um has rolled over you know into flaherty um she's pushing flaherty that way you know and she's leaving that this program better than she found it i mean really before the 2018 season when we won it um you really, I mean, yeah, we've we've had we had accomplishments, but it wasn't what we're used to knowing now. And it, you can say coaches, you can say boosters, you can say whatever, but really, it's the players that buys in, and it's the players that puts them bricks down to build what the program needs to be. So, I mean, anything, Chip, on Sydney that you you think about? The few times I got to watch her play she's she's phenomenal and uh yeah that's that's the only way i i describe her hunter what about you there's a whole lot of things i could say about sydney cheryl but you know she was the uh you know the catcher is usually the leader of the team but i, I feel like she was you know she was the leader of the team um, you know, she was a lockdown corner on third base many times. I said, how does she catch that? You know, how does she throw her out? How does she do this? How does she do that? 
oh, wow, look, another home run at a timely, you know, a timely home run. Uh, she was just – she'll go down as one of the greatest players to ever play on, you know, our field. Um, but, you know, a, a fun thing that's going on, too, with Sydney Sherrill, uh, we, we have Sydney Sherrill, Michaela Edenfield, Kat Sandercock, and Danielle Watson. They're all going to be at the uh, the Buffalo Wild Wings in Tallahassee on Thursday at 7 Eastern time to uh, to sign autographs. So, I mean, if you have a chance, come out, say hello, get you know, get an autograph, get a picture with them, thank them for what they did, and, you know, reassure them that it was, it was a heck of a ride and we're looking forward to next year, you know. So I'll be there. Um, talk to the other guys. They, they may be able to show up, depending on their schedule, maybe not. But I'll, I will be there. You know, I'm going to get my signature with them, get a photo with them, just let them know how, how much I appreciate them and how much I enjoy going to all the home games this season. So, Yeah. I mean, it sucks, guys, but that just means next year it's going to be that much better. It's going to be but, sweeter yeah, next but, um, year. Oh, yeah, way much sweeter. But, you know, with one week remaining – you know, we got the ACC tournament starting tomorrow. You know, the baseball team had apparently before put themselves, you're really in position to host a regional tournament for the first time, I think, since 18. Um, they had won 14 of their last 19. They had jumped up to really, I think, in their RPIs, number 17 at the time. They took two or three, you know, against Miami that weekend, but whew, the wheels fell off. They dang short. And if you, I mean, all you had to do was win two or three of the final four, four games, one against Florida, and then win really one or two against North Carolina, you would set yourself up. But it didn't happen. And over those four games, you know, we, we, st- I hate to say it, we stink. We stink on the road. The, the baseball team just lays eggs on the road. And, They've been far less successful this season when, you know, they were successful when they played inside Doak, but we wasn't at Doak that last week. You know, we lost uh, all four games that last week, a score of 32 to 22. Um, well, no, they fell there. But, you know, the three losses, you know, was a combined 28 to 9 against the Tar Heels. I mean, we got our butts handed to us, which dropped us our RPI to 29. And really, that kind of killed our uh, our chances of hosting. And the bad thing is, you know, we don't play well on the road. You know, Parker has not played pitched well here recently. Um, Bryce has. Um, the bullpen has. But, <clears throat> I mean, really, I mean, what, what's y'all's thoughts on the baseball team? And uh, what we're going to do, you know, we got a hard pool play. I think we got what um, Notre Dame, Virginia, and who is the other one in ours? Um, I can't remember the other one is. There was another. I can't remember. But I mean, what do y'all think the pool play is? Chip, you want to chip in on it? Right now, they just got to play with the hand they've been dealt. This is the hand they've been dealt. It's time to to nut up and let's become road warriors because that's that's. They're only that's their only shot. Yeah. Yeah. Hunter, what's your thoughts on the baseball team? You know, sort of like Chip said, with you know, the hand you've been dealt, you know, I, I played blackjack and hit a hard sixteen and won the hand, but more often than not it's it's more difficult to come out of that. Um 
I don't know if it's the fan in me more or if it's just me wanting to to call it, but I'm not calling our baseball team out yet. You know, it's it's the flashes they have. You know, one week they're hot, the next week they're lukewarm. You know, and really and truly, I think you know back to back walk off losses, one to Florida, one of the Tar Heels, kind of you know kind of dragged them down. And then, you know, like we talked about softball, everyone is subjected to the occasional bad day. Well, Parker, he's had a, you know, he had a bad day. He's had a couple of them in a row. But if he can get back in form, and like you said, our bullpen keeps doing what they're doing and pitching the way they're supposed to pitch, um, I think, you know, we stand a chance. You know, I'm never going to say we're out because there's nine innings in every baseball game. And as long as you're ahead after nine innings, you know, you advance. So, we're not out till we're out, um, but my motto basically this whole season is don't count us out yet. Uh, things don't look the greatest, but I'm not going to count us out. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, I, I agree with that. You know, it's, it's like it's, it's time to, to nut up or shut up, really. But, um, Chip, you had a uh, – a topic like kind of a segment you wanted to hit on and then we'll hit on it for a minute. Then we'll start taking some of these questions that are coming in through the uh, Facebook group. Um, Chip, I mean, what, what's the segment you, you was, uh, you hit us up wanting to do today. Well, the segment I was wanting to do was talking about s- no superstars. And I'm, I'm not talking about ones that have passed, you know, like Dion Charlie, I'm talking our current roster of Seminoles. Um, because if you look at football, basketball, baseball, softball, we have a lot of good talent. And uh, the talent that uh, the athlete I wanted to bring up was for football. He's right here from my hometown in Panama, number 22. CJ Campbell. Yeah. That kid I mean is is just as good of a person he is he is athlete and he is one hell of an athlete. Well Chip, I mean, I found, you know, we got CJ's highlights right there. I mean, if you want to keep talking about CJ, continue on, buddy. Dude, just the kid runs like he's mad. Like, if y'all saw him during the spring game, he played at Bay High right here in Panama. The kid, I haven't seen a running back come out of Panama City like that since Mac Pittman, and I played with Mac Pittman. And Mac Pittman ran like he was angry. This kid runs like he's angry. And he's gonna he's he's gonna be a surprise surprise star for Norvell. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that too. And I don't know if you guys, you know, if it's just me that kind of noticed it, but did you notice that the the way he's built and sort of the way he runs? I'm not saying he's gonna be as good or better, but he sort of reminds me of like a. Sort of like a Dalvin Cook, honestly. I mean, you know, like you said, he he runs he runs downhill, he runs hard, he runs fast, but he's just got that that stockiness to him, you know, like he can take a hit and keep on rolling through it. That is correct. I agree with you. I agree with you. And you took the words out of my mouth. Um, just watching the highlights, this was from high school. I mean, the boy's bigger, he's faster. 
because he's been through it. And I remember, you know, I told Hunter at the spring game, you know, C.J. Campbell's the one to watch for. That's my eye uh, on the field right now. And I agree with uh, with this pick 100%. He's fast. He can bust through a line. He's not scared. And one thing I enjoyed seeing about him was it took multiple defenders to get him down during that spring game. He was ripping through them. And that was, a, I would say, a blend between Dalvin Cook and Devontae Freeman. If yeah. I had to blend two running backs we've had before with C. Campbell, but uh, yes. that really, um, Chip. I mean, that was that was a good pick on that one, buddy. Um, Hunter. I mean, <clears throat> carrying on with. It, I mean, who'd you have? Yeah, so I went the defensive side of the ball. You know, I picked Sam McCall. Um, and sort of going back to, oh, you got a video on him, Jeff? Yep, sure do. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you know, sort of going back to mentioning former players and who they remind you of this kid here reminds me of, you know, Derwin James 2.0, you know, we saw him at the spring game. He was aggressive. You know, he was breaking up passes. I want to say he had a, one or two interceptions. I know at least one interception, but he's, he seems to me like he's a ball hawk. He's going to be there. He's going to make the play. And I, you know, I don't just see him – I'm going to go ahead and say it here. I don't just see him, him being a star only at Florida State, but I see him being, you know, a, a star at the next level and, and playing. And, you know, you're going to hear his name a lot in the NFL as long as he stays healthy, good Lord willing. But he's got me excited. Um, you know, we our defense has kind of been lacking a little bit in the past few years, you know. A lot of dropped interceptions or, you know, the defenders getting burned by the receivers and stuff. And I think that he's going to be – like Derwin James, but he's going to be a lockdown like Asante Samuels Jr. where they don't want to throw near him because they know that he's going to get that ball and take it to the house. And, and I agree with that one. Um, it was actually – remember when they started the spring game, it was that two-point conversion drill? Yeah. It was Tate Rodemaker. He dropped in coverage. I remember that because I've watched it a couple times. We were there. He dropped in coverage off of the slot. And um, he was kind of apexed on him and backed off two steps and read Tate's eyes and knew where that ball was going and jumped the route. And really in the in, in, in a real game, I mean, that that would have been, you know, six to the house on the other end, you know, because, I mean, there wasn't nobody around him but one of the other defensive players. Um, but that I really enjoyed that one. That, 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 was, that was a good pick too, Hunter. Um, but my pick, um, I mean – Really, y'all picked the two I was really wanting to go with. and But mine, if I had to choose one, I mean, it's a running back that me and Hunter seen his breakout um, game against Duke during the COVID season, and that's Treshawn Ward. I mean. Chip was there, too. What can we say about Treshawn? Treshawn. Yeah, yeah, Chip was there, too. Um, Treshawn, you know, he's elusive. You know, you look at it. Um, you look at his stats and all that. Um, he compiled. I think he was like fourth on the team with uh, in rushing yards, but that was behind you know Corbin and uh, Jay Trav and I want to say it was one more. I can't remember. But just the way that he's got that burst. He's got that burst that Dalvin had, and he's just. I mean, really, he's just like Dalvin. Um, he's not scared of that foot dirt plant cut back or whatever. You know. I would almost say he reminds me a little bit of a Barry Sanders, the way he can cut. But the best thing I think about him is he can catch the ball, he can run, 
He knows how to break uh, break tackles. He knows how to bust through tackles. And really, you put him back there and any of the other running backs, you know, we got. And we're, we've got a running back room that is going to scare people this season. And Trayshawn Ward was my pick. Um, right there, I mean, the, the cut ability at the Florida game, I believe this was Jack. Who was this? Jack. Oh, oh UMass. Um, I mean, that right there. I mean, how many defenders is it taking to take him down? I think I seen him break two or three, ta- you know, arms off on that one. But that one right there was my pick, which was Trayshawn Ward. Um, Chip, I mean, I enjoyed that. That was actually pretty pretty good. Yeah, going, um, back, but, going back to running backs, we, got, we have four that scared the daylights out of opponents. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at Toa Feely. Toa Feely, that his breakout freshman year, nobody could touch him. Mm-mm. You know, and you, like I've said in one of the shows before, you can have anybody running back. You can pop one of these running backs at slot receiver because they can catch. You know, that's going to make us more dangerous than anything. So, but um, any news on the – I think Miss Carroll asked that one. Hunter, I mean, did she ask that one? I can't see for some reason. Um, I yeah. can't see, dude. I don't have my iPad up. Yeah, Miss Carroll asked, any news with football sign a new offensive lineman? We did sign a new offensive lineman. Let me get my – I printed was, my notes off real quick. Um, huh? It was from Charlotte. Chip? Yeah. It was from Charlotte. Yeah, he actually had ties. Yep. He had um, some good ties um, with – he was at Charlotte when Adkins was the offensive coordinator and O-line coach there and um, really had his best season. But, yes, we did get him, which is going to bode well for our offensive line. Um, really, right now, if we're looking at it, I mean, we got one of the toughest O-lines. I mean, in my eyes, Wisconsin transfer, Caden Lyle should lock down the center spot. Um should lock down the center spot, you know, left guard would be Dylan Gibbons and then Robert Scott, you know, on on the tackle on that side. Then you got, you know, well, I mean, you can do that. I mean, but, I mean, you got either, you know, Darius Washington or, you know, Mitri Emanuel, the one from Charlotte, rounding out that left side but uh, or right side. But, you know, it's going to be – we're getting depth. You know, yep. then you take in the fact, you know, you got Babyon Johnson – Brady Scott, you know, you uh, you got Devontae Love-Taylor. You know, and here's the thing. I, I look at PFF, which is pro f- football focus. They're grade scores. That tells you a lot. That's what we do at the high school to grade our offensive linemen and stuff. Um, I want to say this, guys. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, we'll put it this way. Devontae Love-Taylor um, – Baby on and Brady, you know, they were 72.9 in 2020 and dropped to 49.7%. That means they're giving up a lot of pass, you know, a lot of free shots at the quarterback. They're, they're not blocking very well. Um, but this guy, he comes in, great pass protection. Great. Uh, he's really good on pass protection. He's really, he's decent on run protection. Um, but Yes, we did get it. We also got another um, offensive lineman, I believe. Trying to find my notes real quick, but um, I believe he's out of 
me find him. He's a Juco. He's out of Monroe, Newville. Or no, not that one. No, this one's out of Moultrie. Um, I'm trying to think of his name. Offensive tackle, Makaya Lee. Um, said it's down between Missouri and Florida State. That would be another offensive tackle we get. That's going to be great. Um, and then we're hosting a four-star. I want to say um, the 10th of June, um, Zalik Hurd. He's an offensive tackle four-star out of uh, Newville, Louisiana. Or out of, well, out of Newville, yeah. But um, hadn't been offered by us yet. We're hoping to offer him then. But really, I mean, the offensive line's coming together. And that was really our weak spot in the past. But um, it's really uh, it's really going to bode well for the offensive line. Um, about Winston Wright, I've heard the same thing. I've heard that he's progressing sooner. So we should see him back in the fall. Um, I wouldn't say 100%, you know, because, I mean, Chip can tell you, I can tell you, Hunter can tell you. Um, 100%, you, you may think you're 100% get out there and re-injure re yourself quick. Yep. Um, but I believe that. I have heard rumblings that Destin Hill will be here um, sometime in the summer in June. But like I said, you know, I'll believe it when I see it on Destin. But uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I want to say something about the We also had another line. one. Yeah. You know, that was, like you said, that was our big thing we talked about this past offseason was the offensive line in the wide receiver room. Um. Both of those things seem to have been addressed and are being addressed still, you know, to this, this day. You know, you talk about Destin Hill and, you know, Winston Wright for the offensive line. And like you said, you know, we're still going out and we're still picking up offensive linemen too. I really think that, you know, all the, all the pieces of the puzzle are coming together. And I'm really excited and curious to see as long as the, you know, the offensive line can block for J-Trav, I want to see what he can do as far as throwing it. You know, I don't want him, you know, definitely use him as, as a run threat because he's one heck of a runner. But, you know, like we said, we got the, the four-headed beast in the backfield of running backs. And now if you can keep him honest with the running game, you see what Jordan can do throwing it around too. You know, because a lot of he, – he's, he's a good passer, but a lot of times he was either A, running for his life, or B, just trying to get rid of it when he could. So he couldn't focus on being accurate. So – I think that these new offensive linemen that we're getting in, you like him, you know, bless Harris and everybody else are going to make a big impact um, going forward. So, Yeah. Miss um, Carroll also said that uh, my pick this year to have a breakout year, um, I'm just – I found a video. We're going to – you know, she's a big part of this group. She's a big part of this show. So we're going to make her feel like she's on the screen with us. Um and Miss Carroll's breakout player she chose is uh, Micah Pittman. Mm -hmm. uh, she said she said that you know she loves his videos, you know his playing time in the spring game. I mean he's elusive. I mean he is he is going to be a playmaker, slot position definitely. Um, I don't know how many big plays he had. I think it was one in him that hurt himself in the two-point conversion drills and then come back later. 
I think it yeah, was. I think so. Yeah. Um, but you notice, too, I mean, right that he's there, not I mean, afraid to see... go get the ball either. No. No, he's not. Um, actually, there's a video, if y'all follow uh, Florida State on TikTok, um, it's a one-on-one drill in the corners of the uh, – it's just a just a little fade route, and it's him versus I can't remember what the defender is, but Pittman goes up and steals it. Um, I think you put him and you put Malik McLean out there. You got two players right there that's not scared to jump up and try to get that 50-50 ball. So I mean, yeah, Miss exactly. Carroll, I mean, great choice on that one. Great choice on that one. Um, Chip, uh, really? I mean, what what what's your thoughts? Uh, what you, we're gonna close it on out with that one, but uh, Chip, what's your thoughts on uh, Florida State right now? What any final thoughts for the viewers? Well, right now in football, we're seeing something that we haven't seen since the national championship year, and that is depth. We are stacking talent behind talent, and not having to basically try to dig somebody dig somebody up to fill in a spot. We are having talent play behind talent, and that's something that hasn't happened at Florida State since the 2013 season, 2014 season. Um, the What I am most looking forward to is seeing the progression of the quarterbacks. Um, we all know Jay Trav can play, but – He's had a hard time staying healthy. At some point during the year, he's had to come out and the backups had to come in. Who's going to be the one that steps up behind him and takes that number two quarterback spot and then gives us something to view for the future? That's what I'm really looking to see, and I'm hoping Norvell gets the most out of the guys that he has. Yeah. Uh, Hunter, I mean, what's, what's your thoughts, buddy? Yeah, you know, I agree with what Chip said. You know, I, I posted a picture uh, in the group over the weekend. I actually got to meet Coach Norvell at one of the softball games, which was, you know, absolutely awesome to meet them, you know, meet the man behind the wheel and have a chance to talk to him. But it wasn't just me, you know, people wasn't being, you know, overly just trying to get to him and talk to him. But the people who did talk to him, I, you know, I was two rows away from him. I could hear him as, hey, coach, you know, we believe in what you're doing. You know, you're the future for us. You will get us back. There, there was no negativity, you know. And the way that he interacted with the fans, it was genuine. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't manufactured. It wasn't like he was making it up, you know. He, you know, he, he shook hands and kissed babies and took pictures, of course. But you could tell that when he was talking to a fan, he meant what he was saying. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, like I said, don't count the baseball team out till they're out. Um, and I'm just looking forward to a, you know, to a, another great week. So, yeah. Um, in closing, guys, I mean, I mean, to kind of, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad Coach Norvell wasn't, you know, kissing hands and shaking babies. But I mean, yeah, I know. Right? But, but you know, um, um, just to let y'all know, Thursday's show, we're going to kind of take a break on Thursday uh, this week and next week um kind of recoup um start season this is actually people don't realize this this is actually like season one of the show but the podcast this is we're about to head into season three 
Um, it only lets us add so many. So we're going to take a little bit of break, retool some stuff. Um, I think Chip has some plans that we're going to announce later of um, some segments coming up um, later on. You know, there may be a fourth slot in the corner down there. You never know who's going to fill it, you know. Um, or, you know, you, you'll be surprised who might be in there. Um, go follow us on YouTube, like, share, you know, give us a rating on wherever you listen to the podcast. Um, but guys, just, you know, like always, you know, join the climb, become unconquered with us. But a little shout out, um, Miss Carol, you're the best. We appreciate yes. everything you do. And, um, right. we do. And she, she, she commented, thanks. You guys are the best. So to have members like that, that just, you know, we try in, in this group to uh, be positive. You know, we value your opinion. We're going to honor your opinion, but, you know, we, 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 we like to be positive. And that's something that I think maybe one or two other Facebook groups for Florida State is. Um, but, guys, you know, uh, next time we go live, you know, we'll have some retooled stuff, some, some new stuff, and we'll announce um, kind of a new segment or a new thing then. So, guys, uh, have a great week. Go Knowles, and God bless you. 20, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Florida State. Right to the head, and a five, touchdown, Florida State. He's got P.K. Sam, open, he makes the catch. Yeah. Touchdown.